After a long year of being shut down due to COVID-19, the theater community is finally beginning to get back on stage. The Circle Theater in Grand Rapids opened back up with their production of Always Patsy Cline after it was postponed in 2020. As the theater community continues to pivot around the challenges of returning to in-person, fans and the production crew are happy to be back. Hello, I am your host, Haley Huber, and this is The Lanthorn Loop. Today I have with me Lanthorn summer intern Mary Beth Stanziola to talk about her reporting on the Circle Theater in Grand Rapids reopening for the first time since COVID-19. Mary Beth, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. So you recently wrote and covered a story about the Circle Theater in Grand Rapids reopening for the first time since March of 2020, and they were back with their production of the musical Always Patsy Cline. Tell me about that. What was your approach to the story and what was the musical about? So the musical is about, it's based on the true story of country singer Patsy Cline. Crazy. I'm crazy for feeling. And her friendship with a longtime fan, Louise Seeger. Um, they wrote a lot of letters to each other throughout the course of Patsy Klein's career, and they just became lifelong friends. Um, so for my piece, I focused on the return of local theater. This was the Circle Theater's second production back since COVID. I can't remember the name of what the first production back was. Always Patsy Klein was supposed to be performed in 2020. So originally it was supposed to be way before the performance that ended up actually being their return back to theater. Oh, okay. So yeah, but for my piece, I focused on the return of local theater, even though this technically wasn't the first return that mm. the Circle Theater had. Um, and also on the fact that it's warming up outside, things are kind of returning back to normal. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of a sense, I guess. Um, and yeah, just the return of local theater in the Grand Rapids community, basically. Yeah, for sure. So the, I read um, in your story that there were only two main cast members who were uh, Emily Diener and Mary Kate Moran, who also happened to be roommates. Um, it, it, but it also seemed like it was a super small acting cast and production as a whole. What were some of the benefits of that because of COVID-19? Yeah, so I think Emily said that there were only five people in the whole production crew. Wow. So, yeah, really small group. And like you said, Emily and Mary-Kate were the only two actors, and they were roommates. So, like I just said, this was supposed to be performed in 2020, so they had already practiced in person a bit before Mm -hmm. everything shut down. And then just to make sure that they didn't lose the momentum that they had going through their rehearsals, they continued to rehearse together um during lockdown during quarantine and because they're roommates outside of theater um that made it a bit easier for them and they already had some chemistry established between the two of them because they've been friends since 2013 I want to say so a long time um and because there were only five people and they were the only two actors they didn't really have to rehearse things like I guess they were outside anyway, so they didn't have to rehearse things like lighting um, or sound technology Mm -hmm. over Zoom or 
virtually. So the rehearsal process seemed pretty easy for them. They could just record themselves doing a scene and then send it over to their director and get critiques that way. So, oh, so they didn't even, so they didn't rehearse in front of the director at all. They would just send it over to him. No, I think at some point, I mean, closer to going on stage, then they said that they started doing socially distanced um, rehearsals in person. But okay. for the most part, during the peak of lockdown and everything like that, it was easy for them to rehearse virtually. Yeah. So, you know, what were some of the challenges that the cast and crew had to deal with? So Emily, Mary Kate told me that the biggest challenge that they faced were just the natural elements in general, because this performance of Always Patsy Cline was done outside so and the weather was warming up so they had to deal with a lot of heat that they would not have to deal with in an air-conditioned theater Mm -hmm. Um, there was no professional seating just in terms of a venue because they were outside in a park audience members brought blankets and lawn chairs to sit on Um, Mm -hmm. any rain obviously they weren't performing in thunderstorms or anything like that but um, for scheduling conflicts and that whole thing Mm -hmm. if it rained that became an issue any bugs because it's Michigan in the summer in the evening so yeah lots of mosquitoes and yeah they're out (laughs) yep (laughs) but they said the main issue was just the elements in general mostly the heat Um, and then like I said because they were roommates outside of theater a lot of the rehearsal during COVID wasn't as big of an issue for them as it would have been for a different production crew who weren't as close knit and small as they were. So, yeah, absolutely. How did the cast feel after finally being able to perform in person? Very relieved. Yeah. <laughs> because this was supposed to be done in 2020, like I said, when all of a sudden it was postponed for over a year. As you can imagine, um, there was just tons of uncertainty mm-hmm. in the air. Um, and the arts just in general suffered a lot during COVID. Yeah. I mean, this is people's jobs, not only Emily and Mary Kate, but any director, any sound crew, lighting crew, production, everything. Mm-hmm. So just very relieved to have a sense of normalcy and stability back in yeah. terms of work. And obviously this is their passion. They love doing theater. So, and it wasn't one of those things, like I know during quarantine, when I was quarantined, obviously, it gave me a lot of time to practice things that I liked doing, to practice yeah. painting and knitting and whatever. But when your passion, which in their case is theater, is ripped from you and you can't do much about it, um, I mean, obviously, that would create a huge relief when you can finally do it safely again in front of an audience. And just in terms of local theater, I mean, that really suffered. I know Broadway and New York suffered a lot, but it's even harder for local theater productions to gain traction again after everything. So they just seemed very relieved to have work back and Mm -hmm. an audience back and their platform back. Yeah, it's hard to study your passion and focus on what you love when none of it's even happening around you. It's not even safe to do so. Yeah, exactly. So how was the interaction with the audience outside different from performing inside? It was much more intimate because, like I said, um, the audience were sitting in lawn chairs and mm-hmm. on blankets, more relaxed. bringing their own snacks, which is kind of frowned upon in the theater. 
And um, they were outside, so there was no professional lighting to kind of block out the audience like a stage light usually would in the theater. Um, and these performances were done during the day. So it was just broad daylight looking out and seeing your crowd of 100, 200 audience members smiling back at you. And there wasn't really any barriers in between like mm -hmm. there were in a normal theater setting. Um, and also because this is a musical that um, just features a lot of Patsy Cline's real music, a lot of the audience members were familiar with it and it kind of called for some audience participation that again, wouldn't typically be seen in a normal theater setting. Um, yeah. So just but a lot more intimate. Yeah, I mean, that sounds actually really fun, honestly. I mean, being able to interact and outside and I mean, more relaxed. I almost, I mean, it's kind of like it doesn't give off that professional feel in a way mm -hmm. um, because it's not inside, but the more relaxed setting I think would be more fun for the audience as well. But I'm sure they had to be so nervous for performing after they haven't done it in so long in front of a crowd, so. I know, so I guess that kind of... <laughs> has some pros and cons to the whole outside setting if yeah. you're nervous to look out and have no barrier between you and an audience exactly makes it feel a lot more real but on the other hand if there's just a more laid-back atmosphere out there to hear people singing with you um you know yeah so it's comforting in some ways and terrifying in some yeah. other ways absolutely yeah <laughs> Um, so after covering this story, you know, how has the theater industry changed since COVID? Um, I personally, I've never really been involved um, in theater that much or the mm -hmm. Grand Rapids theater community because I'm from across the state. So before writing this, I didn't have much knowledge on the Circle Theater or just um, the Grand Rapids theater community in general. Mm -hmm. So after writing this piece, I realized how close knit um, the theater community in Grand Rapids really is. I don't know if I included this in the piece, but when I interviewed Emily and Mary Kate, they were talking about their friends who work for other theater companies or even within the Circle Theater, but not the specific production and being able to see them do some performance work again and just feeling really for them and vice versa. And, you know, so I don't think I really realized how close knit that group of people really was and how strong of a community it is for them to come back as strong as they did mm -hmm. after everything that happened over the last year and a half. Yeah. Um, I know that the theater community in Grand Rapids, I don't think I touched on this in my piece either, but they're working on, you know, streaming performances for people who don't feel comfortable enough to come outside and see them yet just working with more um, like on the technological side of things to try and make theater more accessible than it ever has been. Because I know, especially in New York and on Broadway and everything, theater isn't accessible to people unless you're very wealthy and you can afford to pay hundreds of dollars to go see a play, yeah. wear your fancy attire and everything. So I don't know if it's always been that accessible in a smaller setting like the Grand Rapids theater community. It's really clear now how accessible they're trying to make theater for everybody. So that's, I don't know if that was a change or if that's just something I noticed through yeah. my research of it, but um, yeah, that's probably the biggest thing I noticed. Yeah, definitely like a way that they've learned to pivot, you know, and utilize technology to the best that they can. Mm -hmm. um, 
before before I let you go, what's coming up next for the Circle Theater? I believe next is the Circle Theater's production of Hair, which Emily is starring in, and that is going to be the first return back to indoor theater in a professional setting. So that should be exciting. I know they've been rehearsing that for a, a long time, so they both seemed pretty excited about that and being able to work in a normal theater with the professional lighting and sound systems and mm -hmm. everything like that. So I think that's what's next for the Circle Theater, but they also have some summer concert series happening right now. I can't remember the dates off the top of my head, but I know on the Circle Theater's website, they have them listed. Well, so that, yeah, that's think, awesome. Yeah, I think the production of Hair is the next big thing for the Circle Theater. Oh, good. So thank you again for talking with me, Mary Beth, about this production. Yeah, thank you for having me. The Lanthorn Loop is a product of Grand Valley Lanthorn, the student-run newspaper of Grand Valley State University. Our print edition comes out every Monday, and you can go to lanthorn.com for daily updates. I'm Haley Huber, and I'll see you all next time.